God gives us in Psalm 119. Listen to these words. How can a young man keep his ways pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. This is the word of the Lord. Pastor Chris. Well, it's good to be with you again, brothers and sisters. Um, let's, let's pray as we get started. Father, I thank you that um, you've given us this word and it reveals you to us that we can know you. Um, and Jesus, we love you. And um, as we sang, we, we could indeed sing of your love forever. Um, so Jesus, we ask that uh, today you'd be sending us your Holy Spirit. You'd be guiding us, convicting us, um, opening our eyes to see these wonderful things in your truth. And we ask that you would be transforming us, that these words would be powerful um, and effective um, and drawing us closer to you. We ask this in your name. Amen. Well, yesterday at our church, I had the privilege of being at a, a baby shower uh, for one of uh, uh, the young ladies in our church. And um, one of the good things about that is uh, she'd asked for books, right? Bring, br- bring books. So I got to go over to the bookstore and I got to look through. Um, yes, I got the Jesus Storybook Bible. That's, uh, that, as a pastor, I felt like I got to get the baby this, right? But also I got to get look through for one of my all-time favorite kids' books. For those of you who have kids um, who are beginning to, beginning to learn to read, um, Piggy and Elephant, some of my all-time favorite beginning to learn to read books. And I know it sounds like really maybe silly, but I, I bought this book, and I'm like reading, reading through it. My favorite personal one is Today I Will Fly, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm like this little kid reading this book, and it, it's just beautiful and fun, fun stories of friendship and silliness. Um, and then the joy of what I've watched um, my nephew, my nieces learn to read, and many beautiful stories reading with them. Uh, even Piggy and Elephant with uh, some of the littlest ones. Um, you see, there's a, there's a pure um, joy, right? Uh, it's a small thing. People who know me say I get excited about little things, right? And like just little things get me really excited, like Piggy and Elephant. Wow, I get to read Piggy and Elephant. Uh, there, there's, but there's just little joys in life, things that we can delight in, right? Take pleasure in. Um, one of my friends uh, uh, had sent me a picture from his work, and I, uh, I was almost a little tinge of jealousy here, too. He sends me this picture, and I'm like, where'd you take that? Oh, from my office window. What? <laughs> Looking out at Manhattan, right? From Manhattan as the sun setting, right? The beauty of it. We can find delight all around the world in which we live. It's actually one of my favorite things for us to think about. It's so easy in life to become cynical, to become um, uh, uh, disappointed with life. But there's thousands of beauties all around, right? Um, Think of the food you eat, right? Like uh, one of my favorites, there's kiwi, right? Kiwi is just an amazing invention of God. 
Why? We, I mean, it's like you talk about God's grace being poured out, grace upon grace. Like he gave you good flavored foods, and then he gave you stuff like kiwi, right? Um, um, and then there's, um, uh, I always say maracuya. I think that's passion fruit in English, right? It, like the, the uh, passion fruit juice, right? Oh, man. It's, it's amazing. God has given us lots of joys and things that we can rejoice in. So now think of the things you like, the things you delight in. Does somebody have to tell you to do them? Does somebody have to tell you to get excited about them? Does somebody have to, if you're a sports fan, does somebody have to tell you to get excited about, um, uh, for me, basketball is my favorite, right? Uh, Does somebody have to tell me to get excited about it? Like the NBA finals are coming around. Get excited about it, Chris. Be happy about it, right? Does somebody have to tell me that? Maybe, um, maybe if you're into the arts or music and, and your favorite group is coming or, or one of the Broadway plays you've really wanted to see and you're going to go there, does somebody have to tell you like the day you're going to go, like, um, you know, pretend to be happy, post it on Instagram, put a smile on, do something. To, no, you, you get excited, right? You see these pictures of you. I'm, a, I'm doing X, Y, or Z. And, and so our hearts know how to delight is my point, right? We take pleasure in, in many things in life. And we are people who, uh, you know how to delight. Maybe some of you are in seasons of discouragement. But even now as I'm talking, I'm sure you have those, mo- those memories of delight. Well, the scriptures and, and the passage we've read talk about the word of the Lord in this way. In your testimonies, I delight. In your testimonies, I delight. That's what I want to look at with us today. Because I think when we th- uh, think about reading the Bible or studying God's word, sometimes we tend to think of it as a legalistic thing I have to do, right? Or my pastor's going to come up and tell me I have to read the word. <laughs> or I'm going to commit to a Bible reading plan, and then I'm going to get together with my Christian friends and have to confess that I'm behind and I haven't done it, and I'm going to feel like guilt and feel like crap. And so that, that we tend to associate the Bible like that. But the Bible doesn't say that. It says it's to delight in the word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, are you delighting in God's word? I want, to, I want us to look at that today. And my hope, my prayer, is that our minds will capture this. Like, we'll understand what, what God's saying, that we're called to delight. But not just stay there, that our affections will be stirred. We'll, we'll, our hearts will be stirred to love God's word. Our, our hearts will be transformed. And, and we'll, God will be giving us this, this passion to fill us, to know him and his word. Um, so if you look at Psalm 119, Psalm 119 is actually a psalm that is a praise of the Word of God. Right? It, it praises the Word of the Lord so much that some people have accused it of worshiping the Word itself, which is not what the psalmist is doing, of course. Right? Um, but some people have looked at this and say, wow, this is over the top. Some commentators go, this is just um, not... not uh, e- uh, good evangelical commentators, you'll, you'll read some of these people saying this is just, but you'll read others saying like this is just over the top. This guy's worshiping the word of the Lord, right? That something's out of line here. Well, something's not out of line, right? And if you look at this psalm, it's 176 verses, and it's um, composed of. I don't know if your Bibles have it. Um, my Bible has headings: Aleph, Bet, uh, Gimel. Um, not maybe not all Bibles do. It's what's called an acrostic poem. Right? An acrostic poem works like this. Every uh, verse, every, uh, or in this case, group of verses, begin with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Um, there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, 
And so um, what you'll see is 22 headings if your Bible has headings. And so it would be like the first line begins with A, then B, then C. And Psalm 119 is actually an extended acrostic. There's other psalms like Psalm 9 and 10, Psalm 25, um, Psalm 34 uh, that that are also acrostic poems. um, uh, But they're shorter. And they normally, each verse begins with another one, another letter. This psalm is set up that there's sections of eight verses. So the first eight verses all begin, each verse begins with the letter Aleph. And then the next eight verses, every verse begins with the letter Bet. Right? And so that's why your Bibles might say Aleph, Bet, Gimel on, on headings. And so you have eight verses, these sets of eight verses. For each of the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, 22 by 8, you get your 176 verses in the biggest psalm that we have. So it's this extended acrostic poem, this work of poetic beauty that the psalmist has composed to praise uh, God and to give thanks for his word to delight in the word of the Lord. Um, I, I would say this is also God's modeling to us. This idea is, I, sometimes I hear people say, um, kind of diminish, people read the Bible too much. I heard someone once say, like, church, um, I think we focus too much on the word. And I go, no, you don't. <laughs> if you focus too much on it, you'd know the Bible stories better to begin with. And, and second, I've never actually met somebody who reads their Bible too much, Right? Um, the problem, you might not pray, but the problem isn't you're reading your Bible. The problem is you're not praying, right? You got me? Uh, so I think we sometimes like, um, it's like saying, hey, the airplane's missing a wing. Chop off the other. No. <laughs> Put the other one back on, right? Um, you know, I lost a tire. I'll take the other one off. That's not what you do. You put the other one on, right? So I don't know anyone who actually reads their Bible too much or delights too much in God's word. Um, So the other thing you'll notice in this acrostic poem, it's 176 verses, and all but three verses mention the word of the Lord in it. All but three verses. So you'll see um, there's different words it uses. It uses the word law, testimonies, precepts, statutes, commandments, ordinances, word, um, promise, ways, It uses all these different things, your ways, your promises, your ordinances, your commandments, your statutes, your precepts, your testimonies, your laws. Your um, It it uses all these different things to refer to the word of the Lord. And all but three verses, um, verse 121, 122, and um, 80-something, 84, I think, um, don't mention, and those three only don't mention the word of the Lord directly. Every other verse mentions the word of the Lord. So you have this extended poem praising the beauties of God's word. Um, And if we're going to take God's word seriously, we'll say, wow, okay, you've got my attention, right? (laughs) You've got my attention. Um, But what's striking in this, and this is where we began today, what's striking in this is you have this poem, this beautiful acrostic poem, every line, 176 lines, praising, giving thanks for the word of the Lord. What's striking is this is not a legalistic document. This is not line one, another day you did not read your Bible, right? But you need to turn off the sports game, right? Because I'm really upset at you for not reading my word, right? And so on, so on, right? That's not the way this acrostic works, right? The acrostic talks about there's this pure love and delight in the word of the Lord, a pure love and delight. Um, go back to, I know it's a really simple 
analogy, but like, um, I was, I mean, like, I was really excited yesterday going to the store. I, I really hope they have that piggy and elephant book. I really want to get it, right? No, it, it, just, it sounds silly and stupid, but like, I'm, I'm excited about that, right? I was happy. <laughs> um, and there's, a, there's a, a joy in that. And the word of the Lord is calling us to a deep, longing joy. To know God's word. So you look here in verse 14, in the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. What do you guys delight in? What are you delighting in? Right? And are there things that you delight in above the word of the Lord? Are there things that uh, you delight in for more than the word of the Lord? Um, the psalmist is saying that compared to all the things we can have, right? Compared, and now today with the internet, it's so easy to see all the beauties of the world. It's so easy to, if you, want it, if you have a vacation and you're thinking, where am I going to go? It's so easy to get on Google, to get on, all, get on Instagram and look at what people are doing and see the beauties that are out there. And, and we, we can delight in fine food. We can delight in beautiful uh, vacations, in, in, uh, if you like cruising, if you like a beautiful hotel on the Mediterranean. Or you can delight in these in riches, right? Um, but the word of the Lord says there's something more beautiful than all that the that world has to offer. And it's the testimonies of the Lord. You don't need more money for this, right? You have this. And we are called to delight in the word of the Lord. Um, now, a key point here is why are we delighting in this, right? Why are we delighting in this? Um, if you read through these psalms, uh, or through this psalm, you'll notice something. When it says words, law, testimonies, precepts, statutes, commandments, whose are they? God's, right? So you, you look in the section we read, um, if you look at what it says, it's verse 9, your word. Verse 10, your commandments. Um, verse 11, your word. Verse 12, um, teach me your statutes. Verse 13, um, uh, my lips will declare what? The rules of your mouth, right? Uh, in the ways of your testimonies. I will meditate on what? Your precepts. I will delight in your statutes. These are God's words to us. So I, th I think um, we get confused sometimes, right? We get confused between what the Bible is and what it's doing in its relationship to us and to God, right? Because I, I don't maybe in your circles you haven't heard this, but as a, as a pastor, one thing that concerns me is I feel there's a, a, a I hear this teaching out there that um, people are too word centered and we just need to know God, right? <laughs> Um, this is like this is a total um, making things in opposition that are not in opposition. It's um, we make dichotomies out of things that aren't dichotomies, right? It's like oh, parents, if only you could say this. But do you like fruit or vegetables, right? I like both, right? Right, and that's why you have the uh, what do you call it? The ice cream where you have the three mixed vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Although I personally always wish they. Take, taking out the strawberry, right? But it's for people. You can't decide. You get the swirl, right? You don't have to pick. And the, the word of the Lord, we're not making... The, there isn't this idea of do you love God or his word. They go together. If you love God, you will love his word, right? And so if someone, if anyone is trying to lead you away from his word because supposedly of love for God, they don't know what they're talking about. Um, I, just, I say that with all love, 
but also with pastoral concern. If someone is leading you away from the word of the Lord um, and using terminology of spiritual terminology of I just want to be in, uh, in love with the Lord, they don't know what they're talking about. Okay, And it's actually a dangerous teaching. Right? Now, we don't read the word of the Lord just to know things, right? So there are dangers in reading the word of the Lord. Um, there's academics who read the word of the Lord but don't delight in it, right? And there's a sense for this. If you want to be a student of world history, um, reading the Bible is actually a good idea because <laughs> Christianity has had a huge influence on the world. You want to understand the world we live in? Um, you should know what the Bible says. It's had a huge impact. But that's different than delighting in the word, right? So you can read the Bible out of academic curiosity, right? I have books on my shelf that I have out of, um, as a student of history, right? I have books by Fidel Castro at my house. I have actually have Adolf Hitler, right? I read out of what? Understanding what happened in the world in which we live, right? That's not the way we read the Bible, not out of academic curiosity, not out of finding out what somebody thought or what went wrong, right? We read it because we delight in these as his word. As his word. Um, so while it's possible to read the word in a dry academic sense, I would present to you, if you love God and you want to know him, what do you have to do? You hear his voice. You learn to listen to his voice. You read his word. And as you do that, that will draw you to Jesus, right? To God. Um, Jesus said in, in John 5, um, maybe we could say the, uh, connected with this dangerous, he said, you diligently study the scriptures because you think that in them you have life. But these are the scriptures that testify to me and you refuse to come to me to have life, right? So there's the error I think that people are at times trying to, or are diagnosing and they're giving the... <laughs> totally wrong medicine, right? Like, just pray and don't read your Bible. <laughs> um, eh, so we read the word of the Lord. They're whose commandments? They're your commandments. They're your precepts. They show us the way of God and they show us the way to know God, right? So we don't stop with a, an intellectual commandment, but, but there are a way for us to walk in the paths of the Lord. And we delight in them because they are God's words to us. And I'd encourage you, as you read through this, if you look through this, just notice all the words that are being used for the word of the Lord and how they are constantly referred back to as gods, right? So, I mean, again, let me just repeat myself here. If God is saying, these are my testimonies, my statutes, my commandments, and then someone says, well, gee, God, I just want to know you. I don't really want to know the word. <laughs> what part of my statutes did you not hear, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're gods, and if you want to know him, learn to delight in, the, in him. And, and I think this comes back to the key of, if we look here again, in your way of your testimonies, I delight. I will delight in your statutes. Um, there's, another, there's another verse later on where it says, I run in the way of your commandments. Right? We run towards God's commands. Why? Because they reveal him himself. And the longing of our heart is what? What's the longing of our heart? To know God. To be like him. I asked my church last week, how many of you guys want to know God more? Do you guys want to know God more? Do you want to be made more like him? Do you want to be like him? Well, then he's given us his word to show us his way, to correct our sins, right? Um, 
uh, to lead us, to make himself known. So we delight in these beautiful words that declare who he is, right? And so um, I want to, there's a transition there. So we're delighting in the word. Why? Because it's, it's revealing who God is. They're his words. And then we see that from that flow so many benefits, right? Verse 9 uh, through 11, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. Um, do you want to be holy? Do you want to be pure? Do you want to be a son of righteousness? How do you do that? The way of the Lord, walking in his commandments. Um, think of the Beatitudes, for example, right? Um, we're, we're experts. I, I think human nature makes us experts at glossing over our own sins, right? Now, your sins are a different issue, but my sins, right? They're not, they're not really sins, right? No, no, I mean, I, I, I'd admit them if, if I had them, but, you know, you're sinning. Right? So human, human, hum, uh, human nature makes us experts at kind of covering over our own sins. And then Jesus comes in, and he basically says, like, um, okay, any of you hated your brother in your heart? Yeah, you murdered him, right? <laughs> Did anyone look lustfully at a woman? Yeah, you committed adultery with her in her, your heart, right? And so the word of the Lord says, how can you keep yourself pure? Walking in his ways. His ways reveal to us the good way. Turn the other cheek, right? Pray for your enemy, right? All these beautiful laws and commandments, the ways of the Lord are the ways to keep us pure, the ways to be made like him, uh, the ways to evaluate our own heart, um, and so the psalmist then continues saying, My whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. So we, the longing heart of a Christian then says, I want to be like you. Guard me in your way. Guard me in your way. And um, goes on to say, I have stored up your word in my heart. Why? This is a beautiful passage. So I may not sin against you. There is power in the word of the Lord. And the Holy Spirit, who does live in us, will bring it to our minds, right? Now, I think sometimes, especially people will have experiences when they're baby Christians, and it's like, when I was a, I'll talk to you, when I was a new Christian, it's like God answered everything I, I, I prayed. And I think, yeah, sometimes like, you're a baby Christian, right? There's no way you can know, right? Um, but you imagine, Paul rebukes churches for saying, by now you should be on solid food. I'm still giving you milk. We are to... Second Peter says, grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? To refuse to grow in his grace and his knowledge is, is not a sign of spirituality. On the contrary, it's a sign of a heart that is not willing to surrender to the Lord, right? So we grow in the grace of the knowledge and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. By how? By seeking him with our whole heart, by reading his word, by delighting in his word. Um, so, so review here real quick. The, the psalm is just filled with this. They're whose words? They're God's words. Every word here is of the Lord. And we delight in God's words. Are, are your heart, do you want to know Jesus? Do you want to know him? Do you want to know God? Do you want to have a relationship with him? Do you want to walk in his ways? Do you want to know the Father's heart? His word is given to you so you can know that. 
And so if you love Jesus, if you love God, and that's your cry of your heart, you will then run to his commandments. You'll say, this is the way to know God? I'm in. Give me more. I want to know more. Um, pastoral um, uh, comment there. I, wanna, I wanted to say this earlier, but I forgot. Um, sometimes we don't feel that. I was, I was going to challenge you and say, okay, do you want to run into his? Are you running in his ways? Well, it's a sign that you're not delighting in him, right? If you're not running after his commandments, uh, you're, you're not delighting in him. But I think part of the problem is at times we don't feel it, right? And I, I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, there are times, great saints have tar- talked about the dark season of the soul, right? Don't take your feelings as a sign of... Um, lack of a relationship with God. I would actually argue that the moments you feel nothing and you still obey may be the signs of a closest walk someone can have with the Lord. The times where you feel nothing and yet you say, I will obey you, Lord. I love you. I will seek you with my whole heart. Right? And, I, and second, I'd encourage you, if, if you feel dry, if you feel no delight, um, Psalm 34 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. I'd, I'd invite you and I'd challenge you to just dig deep in the Word and, uh, and see if God is good. See if delight will not come to you. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And I, I am willing to bet that if you will read and dedicate yourself to the Word of the Lord, you will find delight in it. Christian, brothers, sisters, delight yourself in the Lord. Run after His ways. And we see then in the psalm all the benefits. And I think as you, read, you could read through the psalm, you'll find all kinds of benefits. Um, we mentioned a few that were in this um, passage. There's another one that says uh, later on that um, I have more knowledge than all my teachers because I know your word, right? So there's a wisdom that is imparted by knowing the word of the Lord. The psalm is filled with other verses that speak of the benefits of knowing the word of the Lord. Um, uh, now, uh, I'd encourage you, one thing you can do as, as we close here, one thing that I'd encourage you to do as, as we pray about this, um, this is a psalm that's divided into 22 sections, right? One for each letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Um, a great spiritual exercise, a great discipline. Each day, it would take about three weeks, each day, read one of these. Read one of these eight, eight verses, sections of eight verses, and pray about it. Pray that God would be stirring up in you this affection. Pray that God would give you a heart that runs and delights in his word. Meditate upon the, the benefits. So meditate upon the, um, the word and how it's God's word. Meditate upon the benefits that the word of the Lord is. Notice the words of delight and running to. And get, ask God to give you a heart that not just in a moment of a spiritual high on the mountaintop, but a lifelong commitment to walking and treasuring and hiding God's word in your heart. Um, brothers and sisters, it's a, it's a privilege um, to know the Lord. Um, it's a privilege to know and walk with him. And God is saying to us, son, daughter, I want to be known by you. I want to make you like me. Here is my word. Delight in it. Come to know my heart. It's here for you. Let's pray. Father, I I thank you that you have given us your word. Um, And I ask that you would be filling us with hearts that delight in your word. Um, Because these words testify to who you are. They're your words. 
Uh, we don't worship uh, uh, just a book. Uh, we worship you, and these words that are your words testify to you. And we are coming to you because in you there is life. Um, and Jesus, you are the life giver. You are the one who has made us new creations. Um, and so I ask that we would run and delight in the words you have given us. Father, um, reveal to us great things from your word. Help us hide them in your heart. Um, and Jesus, I pray as, uh, for my brothers and sisters that they would be able to taste and see that you are good. Um, no good thing do you withhold from us. Um, so, Father, um, we are weak. <laughs> the spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. I ask that you would be pouring out your spirit on us and you would be making us men and women who are uh, daily devoted to seeking you, to treasuring your word in our heart, that we may not sin against you. Um, so we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.